So we're up to Daf Yud Tesamid Beis, the bottom two lines. The Gemara says the following story: Who Gavra the Olabe There was a man who wanted to divorce his wife, and it's a weird thing to do. But he goes to Shul, Shakal Sefetera goes into the Aron, takes out a Sefetera, Yoav Leila Debisu. He gives the Sefetera to his wife, and he says, "This is your get." So the question is: Is there any way that that's an actual get? So the Gemara has the first possibility as to why it would be a get is that perhaps the get was written on the back of the cloth, not where the sefer not where the ksav is on the back. The problem is there's nothing there. So the Gemara says, "Um, Rav Yosef." Rav Yosef is trying to speak this out. He says, "Well, what, what, what could? How could there be a get here?" So let's go through the options. perhaps. Maybe the get was written with gallnut juice, as we had yesterday, and the get is written with gallnut juice, meaning you look on the back of the Sefer Torah, there's nothing there. So you're going to say, well, maybe it's faded. We had yesterday that if you write with gallnut juice, it's a good ksav, but it could fade over time. So maybe that's what happens. The problem is, the Gemara says, that can't be. Why? The halacha is that gallnut juice we had yesterday is only valid if it's not written on a cloth that's treated with gallnut juice. Sifri Torah were treated with gallnut juice. So therefore, if it, it can't have been written with gallnut juice. Okay, so the back of the Sefer Torah had nothing there. So there's no ksav there. There's no get there. So what could there possibly be? So the Gemara said, well, imishum krisis. What about the fact that there is a parsha of Gittin? Right? It says in the Torah, So maybe that's the get. Meaning when he handed him the Sefer Torah, when he handed his wife the Sefer Torah, and he says, this is your get, maybe he was referring to the line in the Torah that describes a get. The problem is, that The get has to be written lishma. A sofer doesn't write uh, the line because of La Sefer Grisus, Vinasan Viada, was not written with this woman in mind. So, how could that be a get? So, the Gemara says, well, maybe this guy's crazy, and maybe that before he had a Sefer Torah being written, he paid the cipher and said, Have my wife in mind. So, maybe that's what happens. The problem is, which is an insane thing to do. It's also insane to go into an RN and hand your wife a, a Sefer Torah. So this guy's a little bit out, out there. So maybe that's what it is. The problem is, Part of the get we're going to see is that it's, you need to have the names of the husband and wife and the cities. You definitely don't have that in a Sefer Torah. So therefore, Rav Yosef comes to the conclusion that in this case, when he handed her a Sefer Torah and he said, this is your get, there is zero validity to it. Okay, so the Gemara says, can I ask you a question? Is that a Chiddush? I'll be honest with you, I think most people would understand that a get has to have more information than one line in the Torah. For Rav Yosef, my Kamashon, so what is the big Chiddush of Rav Yosef? Why does he really, why do we need Rav Yosef for this? The Gemara says, The Chiddush of Rav Yosef is to tell you, not that the line of the get of the Sefer Torah is a get, of course not, it's not a get. The, the, the Chiddush of Rav Yosef is, I don't think that a get was written on the back end. And it was written with gall juice, and it faded over time because the sefer is treated with gallnut juice, and because it's treated with meimilin, the other meimilin wouldn't wouldn't absorb at all. I mean, that was his point. His point was to say not the the the, the second section of it with the the ksav in the Torah. He was saying, don't be worried that it was written with gallnut juice and it faded over time because the sefer is treated with gallnut juice. Uh, it, it couldn't have been written with gallnut juice. That was his main point. Okay, Baitu in the Gemara. Amr of Chizda. Do you have to be able to see the writing? 
Well, the point is, yes, in general, except when it's treated, when it's written with golna juice, over time it might fade. Then that's what we had yesterday, is that they would put it in water and see if it would come out. If it came out. Then, 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 Shema, then it depends, as we had yesterday. If it was completely faded by the time it was given, it's not a get. But the problem is if it comes out, we're afraid that maybe it wasn't fully faded and the Aiden were not particular. And when they scanned it, they were like, ah, there's nothing there, but they didn't look close enough. So it would be a get me suffolk, meaning that you wouldn't do yibum. But it wouldn't be a classic get. You'd have to see the words, Pasha. So the Gemara says, Amr al-Khiz, the get shekasa shaloy l'shma. That's interesting. Let's say you have a get. Yeah. You have a woman, his name is Rachel, and a guy's name is Yosef, and they're getting divorced, and they're from Brooklyn. Okay? So he goes to the, he finds in this, a uh, friend of his also had the same name, same thing. So he gives her the get. He gives it to, so he can't use it, right? It wasn't written for the right people. The question is, what if the cipher just takes a pen and just traces over the names and has it in mind? Does that do anything? So the Gemara says, If you have a get that was written for the wrong woman, the wrong intention, but it was traced over, the cipher wrote over it. Same letters just traced over it. With, the, with this woman in mind, does it work? So it's a machlaikis of Yudh Rabbanan. What's the machlaikis? The machlaikis is, a cipher has to write a sefer Torah for the right, Kaddish Baruch you have to have in mind when you write Yud Vavke that it, it's a Shem Hashem, that it has Kedusha. Let's say a cipher wrote Yud Vavke, it was supposed to say Yud Vavke, Shema Yisrael Hashem, he gets up to Yud Vavke. For some reason he thinks it's supposed to be Yehuda. He starts writing it as Yehuda, and then he realizes, oh, he's such a klutz, he forgot the Dalit. So he wrote Yud Kevavke, but he didn't write it with any intention of Kedusha. There's a Machlekes Tanoim, if the cipher traces over it, just writes over Yud Kevavke, Yud Kevavke, with the intention, does that work? So that Machlekes is the same... Of Hashem's name, and that should be Kedusha. So the Machlek is whether that works. That Machlek is what they're saying over here. If you hold that it works for Shem Hashem, it'll work for a get. If you hold it doesn't work for Shem Hashem, it won't work for a get. That's the Gemara's assumption. The Gemara says like this If you cipher traces over the names with the right intention that it should be for this woman, whether it's effective is a Machlek is of Yudin Rabbanon. What's the Machlek is? Tanya. A cipher is about to write Yud Kevavke. Yep, he has to write Yehovah Kevavke. Bin Ischavin of Yehuda. But he, for some reason, gets stuck in his head that he thinks he's writing the name Yehuda. So he thinks zero Kedusha at the time. But when he writes Yehuda, he's such a klutz, he forgot to write the Dalit. So he ended up writing the right word, Yud Kevavke, in the right spot, but not for the intention of Kedusha Sashem. So what does he do? So the opinion of Rav Yehuda is, Mavrel of Kulmus and Makachai to Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says, let him just trace over it Yud Kevavke, and that works. So you see, according to Rav Yehuda, tracing over a word could instill with it the right intention. So therefore, going back for our going back for our discussion, going back for our discussion, a cipher that according to Rav Yehuda, if the cipher were to trace over the names and the city with the right intention, it would work. What do the Chachamim say? The Chachamim say, That's not the appropriate way to say Shem Hashem, meaning it's not effective. So according to the Rabbanon, if that's not an effective way to instill Kedusha Hashem by a cipher, that would not be the proper way to instill Lishma by a get. That's the Gemara's assumption. The Gemara responds, no. I'll tell you why. It could be the Rabbanon actually feel that if you trace over it, it is good for a get. Why is it not good for Yudke Vavke? Because Zakei Livan Veyu. 
Yudke Vavke, in writing the name of Hashem, requires a certain level of Kedusha. Tracing over afterwards not enough. Meaning, you're assuming that it's equatable. That if they're against doing this for Shem Hashem, it's a gift. Not a Labdavka. Maybe forget it's fine. So why are they not okay with it by Kedusha Hashem? Because Kedush Baruch Hu's name requires a full Ksiva. That you should be, he should have respect for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Meaning, it could be it's a good lishma regarding other things, but for kedusha Hashem, Hashem requires you to write His name for the thinking that is His name. So therefore, it's lav davka. The Gemara says, Perhaps it's not relatable. Perhaps the rabban are only against it by the shem Hashem because they feel that that's not a respectful way to write kedusha Hashem. But when it comes to over here, they would feel it's effective. Okay. Amra Chizda. Rav Chizda said a following cryptic line, which the Gemara is going to really reject. But he says like this, I have, a, I have an argument that can make every get puzzle. Every get in the whole world could be puzzle. Okay, how could you make every get puzzle? So the Gemara says, now he didn't explain why. So the Gemara says, well, Amr, 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 why is Rav Chizda saying this? The halacha is v'kasav, which means the husband has to write and own the get and deliver it to the wife. The problem is, as we're going to see later on in the Masechta, there's a takanas chazal that the sofer who writes the get is paid for by the woman. He's not paid for by the man. There's takanas chazal that the cipher is always paid for by the woman. She pays for the cipher. Why? <laughs> Why? Because, because in order to, make, uh, to avoid aguna issues... We don't want it to, it was to help them because if the husband has to pay for it also, it's just one more roadblock of him getting divorced. So therefore, Chazal felt that the woman should rather pay. It'll, it's good. She, she'd be happy to pay. So Takanas Chazal is that she pays. See, I think they do pay. I think the woman, they don't split it. I don't know. That, that was Takanas Chazal. I thought the woman pays. I thought the woman pays. I don't, you know, to be honest with you, that's Takanas Chazal. I can't, I can't tell you practically, I can check it up. The point is, so because, but that's the Takanas Chazal, so think about it. Actually, the Rashi describes it as a minig of Chazal. Okay, fine. The point is like this perhaps that's the reason why every get should be puzzled. Why? Because it's because of, which means it has to be the husband's. But if she's paying for it, it's not the husband's anymore. So the Gemara says, but that's not a reason to puzzle it. Why? Dilma Knuyakni Rabbanan. There's a concept called Hefker Besen Hefker, which means Chazal are able to take money and like just move it. Like halachically move it. So perhaps when the woman pays for the get, it's that we take her money in her hand, we make it the husband's, and she's paying, we sort of make it the husband's money, and she's using the husband's money to pay for the get. Meaning, that's not a reason to passel, because the passel is a kasav, which implies that he has to own it. The fact that she's paying doesn't mean that he doesn't own it. Because chazal are able to take her money and make it his. So that's what they do. So when she takes $100 out of her pocket to pay, chazal make it that the money is now his, and then she's using his money to pay for the get. Money is not his. Money would just be a code that she has. Well, no. Uh, 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 yeah, it's true. But, that, that, but no, because if you're paying for something, then you could argue that it does become your property. But that's exactly the point. Because it's just a financial thing, Chazal are in charge of money, and therefore Hefka Bezen Hefka, they can make it that it's, the money becomes his, and then while it's in her hands, and then she's paying his money for the get. That, that, that's not a reason to passel it. So let's go to the argument number two. So how could Rav Chizda passel all the get the Pasuk says Venosan. Now Venosan generally, uh, I mean, the way the Gemara is going to interpret the Pasuk, Venosan just means give the get. But perhaps Venosan means you have to give her something significant. Maybe mainly the get maybe has to have value. 
Gin don't have value. What's the value of the paper? It doesn't have any value. It doesn't have any. It's not like it's worth ten dollars. It's a paper. It's, it doesn't have really value. So perhaps the reason why it's puzzles because it says vinosan. Vinosan means you have to give something a value. So maybe you have to start writing gin on on valuable materials. So the Gemara says no. I mean, that's why all gitin are possible, because all gitin are not valuable of a Shavu Prutza. The Gemara says, Dilmanisin is get who? Why do you think that the get has to value? Vinosan just means give the get. It doesn't mean give something a value, it means give the get. The get has doesn't have to value. I'll prove it to you. Teida, the Shalchum Isam, they have a teaching from Eretz Yisrael, Kiswal Isuri no Kosher. If you write the get on a material that's Asa Bahana that has zero intrinsic value, it's kosher. So you see that there is no value, and therefore Rav Chizda's argument that he could pass all gitin has no grounds. Gufa, let's analyze this concept that you could write a get on something that has no value. Shalchum isam, mitam, kiswal isurayana kosher. If you write the get on isurayana, it's kosher. Om Ravashi, afanonami tinin. Ravashi says, I have the price says this as well. It says, al halashil zayis. It says that if you go to the street, you go outside, take a piece of leaf, and you write the get on it, it's not, uh, it's kosher. Now let me ask you a question. Are, are leaves valuable inherently? Individual leaves? No. So you see that it doesn't have to have value. So therefore, it makes sense why you could write on Isurei Hanas. So the Gemara says that's not really a good source. Why? Dilmashani Allah Shelzai is the A leaf on its own doesn't have value, but leaves do, right? There were people probably buy from mulch, you'd buy a giant bag of leaves. So each leaf doesn't have value, but it, it, it's, it can be combined with other things that do have value. Isuri Hana have no value, cannot be combined with other things that have value. It, it remains valueless. So the fact that there's a source that you could write on a leaf does not necessarily mean that you could write on Isuri Hana because while leaves have less than a Shavapruta value, they could be combined and they could be used and added to something that does have value as opposed to Isuri Hana. Okay, so it's not a great source. The Gemara says Tanya, Rebbe Oimer, Kiswal Isuri Hana Kosher. Rebbe said, if you write on Isuri Hana, you're kosher. Nafik Levi, Levi heard this teaching of Rabbi. Darshamish made the Rabbi, so he went out publicly and he said this psak of Rabbi, but people didn't accept it. So then, Mishmei the Rabbim, later on, he said the same teaching again, but instead of Rabbi, he said the Rabbanon, and they accepted it, because it was the majority. But what do you see from here? The fact that Levi is interested in people accepting this psak and he's trying to get people to accept it. Alma Obviously, Levi feels that that's how he passed in life because if it was just like a lone opinion that he doesn't really follow, he wouldn't repeat it constantly in sheer hoping that people it catches on. What's Rav Chista trying to do here? I have no idea. We we we, we sort of. Why is he trying? Well, I, I think he had like a clever chap, but the the gemara doesn't feel that it's maybe he was one of those two arguments maybe he felt that those two were problems in the get system but i, I don't know we, we we sort of like we sort of like that's it maybe we'll come back to it i don't know we sort of just left it out um okay so this is interesting this next little bit of the gemara let, let me just explain the concept of what's going to happen because it's hard it's it's this is where stefanski Rabbi stefanski would help because he's going to have visual aids this would actually help but in your mind just envision this when you're writing a get, or whenever you need anything to be written, a Sefer Torah that sits, right, that sits had Kaidish Lashem on the Kain Gadol's forehead. Whenever you're writing something, there's two ways to write it. Let's say you're engraving something. You could engrave the letters themselves. Let's say you're, 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 you're pressing it like you have a piece of metal and you're writing uh, your name. So there's two ways to do that. You could have where the mold, where the letters are protruding and it's pushing the letters down. So you're actually forcing the letters themselves you're touching. Or you could have a mold where the actual letters are 
are raised, and what you end up doing is you're actually touching the letters. You're pushing all the remaining down, and what it naturally does is the letters raise. The difference is in halacha, whenever you, I mean, you could have... One is pushing the letters in, the other one is pushing the paper Push the paper down, and the letters naturally raise, but you're not actually touching the letters. You're not actually doing anything to the letters. What you're doing is to the surrounding part. The difference is in halacha, when you need to do a maizak siva, you actually have to... You actually have to manipulate, that's a good word, to manipulate the words themselves. If I just push everything else around, I'll give you the example the Gemara is going to give. Let's say I want to write, uh, I have scissors, right? I could, there's two ways, I have a piece of parchment, and I want to cut out your name, okay? I want to write a get, I want to cut out your names to make the get. I could cut out your names, and now it's empty, so that I actually affected your names, or, so I have your letters of your names, because I cut them out, or I could cut out the rest of the paper, not actually cut your name, and then what's remaining is your, your letters are just there. The difference is, are you manipulating the letters themselves or the area surrounding the letters? If you're manipulating the area surrounding the letters, it's not a mysoxiva. To do a mysoxiva, it has to be that you manipulate the letters themselves. Well, That's the main point themselves. One, one is that you're cutting out each letter, you're cutting out each letter, putting it down, and, and then that. Or, over here, the other way is, is the, the you, it's a stencil, which is that you're not cutting out the letters, you're cutting the area around it, and then all of a sudden, the letters are just left. It, it, it's hard to visualize. Well, with, with cutting, it's a little bit harder. With in, engraving, it's a little bit easier. The Gemara is going to give, we're going to go through it. That, but that's the main point. We'll, we'll see it inside. But it's a different letter. One letter is, is in, and one is... Like no, no, what I mean, well, let me, with, the, with the letters, let me explain. The, the letters I wasn't clear on. There's two different ways to do it. You could take a, a, a scalpel. Forget about cutting out the letters. I could take a parchment, and I could just scalpel. Ah, V. Boom. So the letters are cut in. Or I could cut around all the letters and cut out all the parchment, and the name Avi is left in letters. The difference is, the first one, I actually... Uh, manipulated the letters themselves as opposed to cutting all around. That's the point. There's a difference between carving the letter themselves with a the scalpel, scratching it, avi. That's, that's correct. So that's why I said with engraving, it's exactly the other one. It's not with 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 engraving. There's two different ways. With this one, it's more it's it's more carving as opposed to cutting around the letters. Those are the two options. So the Gemara says, Tanurabon um, vekosav. The, the get has to be written, it can't be engraved. So the simple meaning of that means is that if I take a scalpel and I just scratch in a parchment the words of the get, no good. The problem is, you're telling me that engraving with a scalpel is not good. Or many, wait a minute. If a slave, right, a slave has to receive an emancipation document, and we've learned earlier in the Masechta that an emancipation document has the same status of a get. The halach is that if you have a slave that has an emancipation document, which is that the document was scalpel, they carved, engraved into a paper, the halach is, it's kosher. It's an acceptable, uh, it's an acceptable cheris. But not writing that's on a cap or an ornament. So the, the reason is, um, they, what that means is like this. Let's say they would have... Um, he has a document, and instead of the words actually being engraved in the document, 
someone um, needle pointed the words on top and just rested it on top or, or, uh, or used a, bro- a brooch to like pin it in. That's not good because that's not part of the document itself. But what do you do see? You see that engraving is a form of ksiva. So how could, is engraving ksiva or not? So the answer is, loy kasha, means you carve the letters themselves. So you took a paper and you engraved in the letters themselves the names. So you manipulated the letters themselves. Chakirechais is where you didn't engrave the letters themselves. What you did is you chiseled all around the letters, all around the letters, leaving just raised letters. But you didn't actually manipulate the letters themselves. That's the difference. So when you manipulate the letters themselves, you engraved. Think of it actually as, you know what would be good? A good way to think of it? The old school um, matsevis to the new school matsevis, right? The old school matsevis, the letters were raised. We don't do that anymore, right? We now, they're all engraved in. It, is for, uh, it causes forgetfulness to have to read a letter or whatever. They don't do that anymore, but they used to do it um, uh, in America, like in the 1800s, they used to do it. So think about it like that. So when the letters are engraved in, you're actually manipulating the letters themselves. That's a guksiva. When the letters are raised, so you're not actually manipulating, you're just carving around the letters, and then when you've done your job, you look, oh, there are letters there. But you didn't actually make the letters. You just removed... The, the surrounding of the letters, that's called chaykirechais, that's not a good maisaksiva. Even though you're doing it. You're Correct, doing but because you're not manipulating the letters themselves. We're these, not the outer, I'm writing them, making the borders of the letters. But, but, but the actual carving, you're actually not carving the letters, you're just, you're removing the debris, and then all of a sudden the letters are there. It's sort of like, they're like, it, it happens, it's, it's, it's very negeya for the record. It was negeya, the printing presses originally, when they were... Whether that was a good, like, uh, Sefer Torah could be do Nowadays it's computers, definitely not. But could you have a Sefer Torah when they used to have, like, you know, the old school plates and you're pushing down. There's a Shiloh, the Mugan Avram talks about it, whether it's a Maisek Siva. It was Negea when they had Rav Avadi came up with the stencil Sefer Torah in Lakewood about 30 years ago, 25 years ago. There was a whole Shiloh of whether this is a form of Chaytaychus, Chaykirechus. But this is the Sugya. So that's, that's the different form. So the Gemara now analyze it further. Betaychus loy. So you're telling me, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, I, I, I reverse. is where you carve around it, that's no good. Which is where you carve in it, that's good. So you have to manipulate the letters themselves. Here's the problem. The problem is, or mini, Okay, how do they make the, the, the tzitz? So the tzitz, the letters were sticking out. Well, if they're sticking out, and it says, how do they make it? They said they made it the same way you make coins. How do you make coins? You have a sheet of metal. You have a design where the design is raised. You push it down. It pushes all the surrounding metal down. And the, the other part naturally goes up, naturally is raised. Now that's how they made how they make coins. And it says that that's how they made the tzitz. Now, I thought we just got finished saying that that's not a good form of ksiva. Meaning, if I were to ask you, how should you make the tzitz in a proper way? You have a sheet of metal, the letters have to be raised. So seemingly, if you just take the metal like this, and you just push it down, push it down, push all the surrounding area down, and what naturally raises is Kodesh Lashem, that's not a good Maisek Siva. Who said you need Maisek Siva for the So the Gemara is assuming that because by the tzitz, it says it, it, the, 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 it, there is a Siva that's needed, it needs, it would be working in the same way of, it would need Vikasav, the same way as Sefetari needs Vikasav. So how, how could that be? So the Gemara says, and it says that it's made like coins, and that's how they made coins. 
So the Gemara says, no. No, 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 no. It, the pasuk doesn't act, the Gemara doesn't actually mean that the tzitz was made like coins. It just means that the end result looks like coins. But it wasn't actually made the same way. How so? You know how they would make the tzitz? They would push from the back. Right? If, if the tzitz is raised, there's two ways to have that effect. You could have where you push down... And, and it, it naturally, you push down the surrounding and the letters naturally raise. That's called chaytaych, it's no good. So what they would do is they would go to the back end, they would have a mold where the letters are, 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 are sticking out and it would push in and then the words would come out the other side. That, you're manipulating the words themselves. So when it says that they made it like coins, they, it wasn't the same process of coins because coins process is taka, not a good maizaksiva, but it means that it has the same result as coins. But the actual, it was actual maizaksiva because they would push from the back end Outward, as opposed to pushing down and having the letters raised. What's the concern of the other way? It's just it's not. It's not. No, the it's the, the kasav means. Right, you have to understand the kasav is you take a, an ink and you write the letters. The kasav means that you're making the letters themselves. Removing the debris and revealing letters that were there is not a ma'isaksiva. So, so the gemara says like this. So therefore, when it says that the tzitz was made that way, that the tzitz. It doesn't mean that the tzitz actually was made that way. It means it has the same result as coins, but it's actually made differently. The Gemara says, um, The Gemara says, meaning, the Gemara actually asks this question. Um, we were making an assumption that the way they made coins is they would push it down the surrounding areas and the, 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 the symbol would be naturally raised. That's the assumption that we made, which is not a Maisaksiva. The Gemara actually asks, just like uh, from a historical background, is that how they made coins? Uh, Rushma, which is coins, Michrat's Charitz, a Knuvi Michnif. Is it Michrat's Charitz, which is just to push down the surroundings and the letters naturally raised, or Michrat's Charitz, they would actually push out the, the symbol itself? So I'm relay, well, Michrat's Charitz. No, they would just push the area outside. It wasn't a Maisaksiva. So Asa is Akasha, you're telling me that. The coins, it's the same Gemara, just, just a little bit different way to go about it. You're telling me coins are not considered a Maisek Siva because you're not manipulating the symbol or the letter themselves? Wait a minute, the tzitz was made like coins, and the tzitz has to have a Maisek Siva, and if coins are not a Maisek Siva, that means the tzitz is not a Maisek Siva. The answer is, let's go to the next page. The answer is we had before. No, 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 no. It means that, that when it says the tzitz is like coins, it doesn't mean in the same process of making coins, it just means the same result. It just means that the tzitz was like a coin that it was sticking out, it wasn't pushed in. It wasn't that Kodesh Hashem was engraved, it was emboldened sticking out. But it wasn't prepared like coins, because coins you push down on the front part and the letters naturally raise. But by the tzitz they would push from the back and actually push the, the letters out. So it's considered manipulating the letters themselves. Okay. The rest of the daf, I, I think, is um, fairly run through it. What if a guy, right, when you divorce a woman, you have to pay the ksuba. Let's say the ksuba is like $2,000. It's more than that, but let's say it's like $2,000. So the guy's clever. He says, let, let me, he's a classic guy. Let me write the get on a gold a gold sheet. I'll give her the get, and I'll say, receive your get, and there's your ksuva payment. Gold is valuable. Boom. Does that work? So why wouldn't it work? 
So the Gemara says, perhaps, Rashi explains later on, perhaps the reason why it doesn't work is because when you give a get, it has to be giving it unconditionally as a divorce, not as payment for something else. So does it work? As the Gemara says, well, yeah, it works. Meaning, when you give her a get, and you say, keep the gold, that's the, 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 the document itself, which is gold, keep it as the ksuva payment, that's effective. So the Gemara says, it's actually clever because, it's actually brilliant, if you think about it, if the guy's a real jerk. He gave her a get written on a golden sheet, and that's the ksuva payment. You know what's brilliant? She can't melt it down. <laughs> Right, she, she doesn't want. Woman doesn't want to lose her get. It's actually brilliant. <laughs> right, right. So he just has a golden pay, plate that doesn't really do anything. It's clever. Okay. So hey, so, so you're telling me that you could do that. You can give her the get on gold. Didn't they say that you um, um, tear up the get afterwards? Well, no. They they generally put a rip. They they put a, a, a an X in it. But I guess if it's gold, yeah, I don't know how they would do that either. I guess that's a good point. So, uh, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, I guess she could. Yeah, I guess she could probably get it, like, uh, get it recorded. Best. Yeah, yeah, it's probably clever. She's clever also. So, anyway, so the Kavara says that, that you could do this. Here's the problem. I'm just saying outside the problem. The problem is there's a Brisa that says that you could only do it on partial of the get. You can't entirely give the get over as ksuva payment. The Brisa says that if you give her a, 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 a get, on a valuable material, and you say, keep the margin as the ksuva payment, so then it's effective. The implication is, the implication is that you could only do the border as the ksuva payment, but not the actual get itself. It implies that you can't actually have it that the get is itself the payment. Just the border is itself, but not the area that the get's written on. So you're telling me the entire get could be the payment, but over here you said the border. So which one is it? So the answer is no. No, no, you don't need the border. So why does the Bryce speak of the border? No, no, no. Really, the get can be the ksuva payment. So why does the Bryce say only if there's a border can it be a ksuva payment? What it means is, if there's a border... It's not automatic payment unless you stipulate it. Meaning, let's say a guy gives a woman a get on a $20,000 piece of gold. And the, the get is here, and there's nice, giant, golden borders on the side. The point of the brysa is, when it says the borders, is that it's not automatic payment unless you stipulate it. Meaning, don't think that we'll just figure out, oh, he probably means to use this gold as a payment. No, no, no. You're giving her a get. When you give someone a paper, the whole paper is given. Unless you stipulate. So when it says that the border is the payment, it doesn't mean the border as opposed to the whole document. It just means even the border, which is clearly like you can cut off with a scalpel and actually melt down, unless you stipulate this is payment, don't assume that people will think it's payment. They'll just think that you're a guy who gives getting on gold. That's it. It's a get. The point of the price is, if you stipulate, then it's payment, and if not, not. But it doesn't mean that you can't stipulate on the entire document. Okay. The Gemara says, Let's say a guy says to the wife, take this get, but I want the paper belongs to me. I want the paper. Meaning you can have the get, but I keep the paper. The answer is, that's nothing, because you're in essence saying, I'm giving you the letters, but not the paper, which is... Uh, which is gibberish. It's not effective. You have to give her the paper. You can't say, I'm keeping the papers mine. Wherever it is, it's mine. You just get the letters on the paper. That's nothing. Omar says, 
Now, if you give her the get and you say, it's a matana manas lahachzer, it's yours on condition that at some point you return to me the paper, then I raise a get, because you're giving her the paper unconditionally. At some point you want it back, but at least it's unconditional all the time. Can I have a question on this? Yep. Is the get, is, is the divorce not good or is the stipulation not good? Why are we assuming that divorce is not good? Maybe the stipulation because you're not, not giving good. her, no, the reason why the divorce is not good is because you have to give her the paper. If you give her just the letters of the paper, you're not actually giving her the get. It's not a stipulation. You're not giving her the get. So the Gemara says, Boy, Papa, What if you say, I'm giving you the get, you could have the letters of the get and the, and the parchment under the letters, but I want the parchment between the lines and between the letters. Okay, I'm, I'm, giving, you, I'm giving you the get. I'm get, right? The guy's a stickler. The rabbi said, I have to give you the letters and I have to give you the paper on the letters, but I want the papers in between the lines. So the Gemara says, Teku. We don't know if that's effective. But the Gemara says, Wait a minute. Why, why is that a Teku? Isn't it a problem? Think about it. If you're getting the, the, the area in between the lines, then effectively, you're just giving her strips. So you're not giving her one sefer. The halacha is that a get has to be written on one piece of parchment. In essence, if you're saying you want the area in between the lines, that means that instead of giving her one document, you're giving her 12 documents because you're giving her one strip and then the strip for me and the strip for her and the strip for me. So in essence, it's not actually... Because if you, if you want the area in between the lines, that means that there's... It's being split up into many, many documents. So the Gemara says, The case is where the letters themselves, you know how like a Lamed can go into the next line? You know, if you guys are a little, you know, a little squiggly, the Lamed, the Nun can go into the next line. The case is where the Lameds and Nuns are going into the next line. So even when you want the, the area in between the lines, that doesn't make it multiple svarim. Because you're thinking in your head of 12 nice lines that like it could be like cut for her and then cut for me and then cut for her. But because the lamids and nuns are going from line to line, it makes it that the area in between, she, she in essence would basically have the entire structure of the get itself. Okay, let's just finish up. The Gemara says, Bayu Rami Bar Chama, Hayu Muchzakim Be'evet Shushaloi, Be'get Kasav Al Yadai, Be'arehu Yoytzim Tachas Yada Mahu. Here's the case. You have a slave that belongs to the husband. And then all of a sudden, and, and the get is written on his hand, she shows up in court with him. The question is, do we assume, she claims he was given to her as payment. Do we believe her? Generally, when someone has an item, we assume... Right? If I have an item, if, if that phone is yours, and then and everyone knows it's yours, and then at some point I have it in my domain, the assumption is, we don't assume people are stealing, the assumption is, that is mine. The problem is with the slave, do we think either he gave her the slave, slaves can also walk on their own. So the, the fact that the slave can naturally just walk on, under his own volition, maybe he walked into court. And he was never given to the woman. And he doesn't belong to the woman at all. And he still belongs to the husband. And it wasn't a Maisa Nasina. The question is, the fact that she has the slave, she procures a slave in court, does that, is that indicative that the slave is given to over? No, that slaves can walk on their own. Anytime that something can walk on its own, then it's not proof of the fact that you're holding on to it. So the Gemara says, Amarava. Now before Rava addressed this kasha, he says, I don't understand, how do you have a get on the, how do you have a get on the hand of the slave? It could be erased. Just stop. Before he addressed whether it's good for the slave, that whether we, that we believe that the slave was given over to the woman, just stop. The slave, it's written on his hand. Can you erase 
when you take a shower? Yeah, so then isn't it a Ksav Shiachal Zdaif? A get has to be written in permanent ink. So the Gemara says, but typically the Ksav Shiachal Zdaif. I'm just in stomach. How is it a good get anyway? Because it's it's written on his hand, which could be erased. So the Gemara says, Ularava Kasha Masisa. So, okay, first of all, it's a good Kasha. But what about our Mishnah? Didn't our Mishnah have this case that you write it on the get on the hand of a slave and hand the slave over? So, evidently, so what, how do you explain the Mishnah? Now, Bishlam Masisa, Ularava Le Kasha. Rava says, that's not such a big problem. Ede Masira Vravalazarhi. The answer is, it could be, it follows Ravalazar. Ravalazar, if you remember, he holds, you don't have to write Adem at all. So the fact that you could erase the Adam, the main thing of erasing, the problem is that the Adam, you could write, erase and manipulate the Adam's names. The answer is, if you hold like Revelazah, that you don't actually need Adam at all, all the Iker Adam are the ones that see it being handed over, the fact that it can be erased is not a problem. The whole issue of it being able to be erased is if you follow the Rabbanon. If you hold like Revelazah, you don't actually need Adam at all. The fact that you could erase the Adam's name is not a problem. So the mission is not a kasha, but if you want the mission to work, if you want to work with the Rabbanon, that the Edom are significant, how do you have a get on the hand of a slave when you could erase the names? The answer is, it's called a tattoo. The answer is, when it says in the Mishnah, and he says that the, hand, the get was written on the slave's hand, it means tattooed on his hand. So he tattooed on her arm, on the slave's arm, the get. You hand the whole slave. That's the point. Just there you go. That's the case of the mission as well. It's a tattoo. So my back to our question, which is, you have a get that shows up in court with the woman. Do we say that that's proof that he was given over to her? Or maybe he just walked in because he's an adult male and he just walked wherever he wants. So what's the halacha? Tashima. Rishlokish said animals that move on their own, cows and sheep, whatever. There's no concept of chazaka, right? Chazaka means hamotzim mechavel avarai. I mean, kol There's a rule that anything you have in your domain is yours because how else do you get it? You must have bought it, not by animals. Animals move. The same thing over here. Slaves move. Well, the guy, the guy thought it'd be funny to write on it, but he didn't actually give her. A, he, he never handed him the get to her. She just, uh, she just said, "Hey, can you come with me to court?" And he's like, "Okay." And they walk. I mean, the point, the fact that he could walk on his own is not proof. The fact that it doesn't mean that he was given over to. You have to have aid him that it was given over. Now, just to finish up the daf, the Gemara says, "Boy, Ram Barachama." Let's say that this is the case. You have a woman who has an heirloom. Everyone knows that it's hers. She had this beautiful parchment that was an heirloom. All of a sudden he shows up and he has the get written on the heirloom. Do we say that means that she gave him the paper to write. I mean, it was hers. It was definitely hers. Everyone knows it was hers. But all of a sudden, he has the get written on it. Now, the get has to belong to him. Do we? There's two options here. She gave him the parchment and said, it's yours unequivocally. He then wrote the get on it. Good, good get. Or she handed it to him in order to write the get, but she never actually meant for him to be kind of it, in which case it wasn't really his. It was sort of like he borrowed it. If he borrowed it, it's not a good get. The question is, that, that's the question. Do we say that she knows that when he, she hands it over, it can't just be for the use of a get, it has to be unequivocally his. So the Gemara ends off like this. The Brisa says that there was a, a Rav who was made in Yerushalayim. There was an old man near this Rav's town. 
that he would lend money to all the individuals. So I'm, I'm lending you money. Right? Well, the halacha is that the loyva, you have to write up the document. You have to own the document uh, that says that you borrowed money from me. Not me. I don't write the document that I lent you money. The borrower writes the document. But here's the deal. I'm lending out money to all four. I'm lending out to everybody. The problem is none of you guys can read or write. <coughs> Which is, a, uh, which is a, just a side problem that we'll have to address at some point. But you guys can't read or write. So here's what I do. I lend you the money. Then I write a document and I give it to you. I say it's yours. So that was what he did. He would write the gitin, the, the, the documents. Give it to them, they would write it. And the Chum said it's fine. I, you have to write the document. What's the answer? I gave it to you. So it's over here. Why can't the woman give the, the parchment to the husband and assume that the husband accepted it fully? Well, what's the problem? We, basically, in other words, we give documents all the time to people. What's, what's the problem? The answer is, The answer is, that's not a good proof. Who's the person doing this? The one who lent out the money and who wrote the document? He was a Tamil Chacham. He knew that when you give someone the document, it has to be believed Shalim 100%. The question is by her, because she's not learned, does she give the heirloom? Not that it's actually the husband's, that if he wants to keep it, he can. Maybe she only gave it to him thinking that she's going to give it back to him with the get on it. But really, she didn't have intention. The fact that that Zakein, who was a Tamil Chacham, was able to do it, it's not indicative that this woman, who's ignorant, so we still don't know if we could assume that she gave it over entirely for the right reason. Right. I have a question before you go. Sure, just one second. I have to stop it. Yeah, sure. End it. Yeah. Recording stopped.